Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners and podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe that it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, and I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who comes to you saying they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGurus strategy call where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your strategy call. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hello, hello, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Really glad you guys are here today. We have a really awesome guest, Dobbin Buck, who is co-owner of Get You Wired Inc., a full-service web marketing agency with 43 full-time employees that operates out of a 6,000-square-foot cabin in the mountains of North Georgia. And Get You Wired is an Inc. 5000 company, which is pretty cool, has also been an Entrepreneur Magazine Top Company Culture Award winner for the last two years and the fourth place, uh, best place to work in Georgia for two years running. So Dobbin knows a thing or two about scaling an agency as well as maintaining an awesome culture while doing it. Welcome to the program. Hey, thank you, Brent. It's such an honor to be here. I'm really excited to jam with you and uh, share a little bit of information about our our agency and our, our cabin culture up in the woods of North Georgia. So thank you for having me. Sure. And uh, let's start there. 6,000 square foot cabin. I, I saw a picture of this uh, office online. Um, it's, it's that that's different. I mean, it was that an accident or were, were you guys sitting in a room one day thinking like, I know, I know where we're going to office. We're going to office in a cabin, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I question whether anything is an accident, but uh, what happened was we were in a small office down in our town square. So we live in a historic uh, town in North Georgia called Dahlonega, which is the site of the first U.S. gold rush. There was a U.S. mint there. There's a small college there. And uh, it's just a lovely historic town. And uh, we outgrew our little shop. So we were a five or six person team when we were in there. And then as we started growing a little bit more, it became really cramped. You know, you get five or six people on phones and everything in one room, in the one small room and uh, one bathroom and things are getting crazy. So uh, one of my clients actually had bought uh 
the headquarters of a long home developers offices, which is our current cabin and it's 6,000 square feet. So it's actually offices that look like a really big cabin. So in our main atrium, there's a big cathedral ceiling and fireplaces and it's really cool. It's a really warm environment. And, um, and so we wound up initially renting uh, half of the building from uh, a client and then we rented the other half then we rented the upstairs then they rebuilt the basement and we you know we basically filled out this entire place as we grew and then we bought the building so um, it just worked out perfectly and you know being where we are in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains a lot of our employees are into kayaking hiking hunting fishing etc and so it was really an extension of the personality of the people involved in the company and we've really developed an incredible culture that is uh we actually call it cabin punk so hashtag cabin punk we post a lot of <laughs> too because we're really proud of uh you know of the cool factor and the cool factor it it goes outward so as far as our marketing and people that get to know us they they're intrigued by the cabin culture but almost more importantly within with our employees you know to feel a part of this thing and, and feel like they're really involved with something unique has been incredible so is the trick of becoming a an inc 5000 company and you know multiple top company culture awards just to 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 buy a cabin is that really what this comes down to i think that's a great start <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you know it's uh i think i think setting is really important for the vibe and experience that uh, employees have. And especially the younger employees that we're recruiting right out of college in their early twenties. And uh, they, you know, they want to do something fun. They want to, they want to be involved in something. They want to be involved in a movement. It's not just a job. It's like a, uh, it's a family. And, um, and, you know, so it's like having that setting, really putting a lot of effort into it. And then the thing about winning awards, first of all, I'll, I'll tell you, this is a secret, um, secret sauce, number one, um, if you want to win, win awards, uh, submit yourself for them. <laughs> so, um, so we do submit ourselves for awards, but the thing about culture awards and growth awards is that it requires honesty and the involvement of the team on many levels, and you can't really fake your way through it. So, um, you know, we're really honored that our team thinks so highly of what we've all built together that when we submit for this and they're queried and surveyed from these companies that they're providing uh really useful information that's wound up getting us ranked and and uh so it's it's all about the collective it's about the team it's not so much about the the top of the entity it's about all of us together because we do everything together that's great now you guys have uh you you primarily focus on uh infusionsoft is that correct correct so our go-to system, our core system, CRM system and marketing automation system that uh, we promote, we're the top reseller of Infusionsoft in the world, um, uh, has been Infusionsoft. So we, we're doing website development, top of funnel, 
traffic generation, reporting, membership sites, uh, advanced API integrations, everything you could imagine. But 99% of the time, in one way, shape, or another, everything's being connected to Infusionsoft. And it's it's pretty hard to uh, scale. I mean, a service and an agency to forty three people has that market position played a part in that? I mean, I know that that platform has has had extremely uh, awesome growth, and uh, I mean, it sounds like I mean, how how much is that impacted in terms of your overall market strategy towards the the growth you guys have experienced? Sure. Well, first of all, I think Infusionsoft for agencies has a really evolved partner platform. So the partner program at Infusionsoft is filled with really neat people. Like I've, I've developed many, many friends over the last nine years that we've been a certified partner and certainly um, putting energies back into that ecosystem and um, setting ourselves up as a trustworthy authority in the ecosystem has been a huge player in driving traffic and revenue back to us. So we certainly leverage those uh, relationships and we work on it constantly. So we're um, also, you know, a big deal about it is, is being friends with other agencies and having them know you and to help them grow has been a big, has been a big part of this. A lot of business development opportunities, joint ventures and different things have been a direct result of not closing ourselves off and hiding what we're doing, but more like opening it up, being an open book to how we do business and supporting other agencies in their growth. You build friendships, you build relationships and magical things start happening, right? Yeah, that's great. So like, I'm just thinking about a lot of the conversations that I have with smaller shops. I mean, even just in, in that 10 to 20 person range, I find a lot of agencies at that size are struggling with the, um, uh, they're, they're kind of struggling with their success in some way. And, and they find themselves hitting this ceiling in that 15 to 20 person range, maybe just organizational size structure requires different skill sets to break through that ceiling. Did you guys find in your growth over the last handful of years that you hit a ceiling that, um, was challenging to break through or has it been just, you know, all, uh, up into the right for the last few years? Oh, there's been plenty of challenges. So with scaling, we've had to redevelop our org chart and recreate ourselves several times over. So early on, um, there were certain products or packages and then a lot of hourly services that we were doing. And so we would have, a, you know, a couple of project managers that would then have use of engineers and designers and copywriters in-house. And this is even at a smaller level, let's just say around 10, 11, 12 employees. And it got to be really confusing and uh, being operationally successful and communications with clients and customer efficiencies and all of that was just, it was really becoming a nightmare um, when you're dealing with hundreds of clients at a time. And so breaking our teams into pods, which we have now, which there's project manager, generally four 
uh, developers, like a, a junior developer, a couple of mid-level developers and a senior level developer on each team and podding out our company. Our pods then have use of a marketing department, designers and copywriters because we don't need that level of bandwidth for those services on each pod. So we share a pool of those, but with expanding, um, sales has not been a big problem, but the problem is talent and being able to um, provide services for all the people that are requesting services has really been our challenge and scaling in a rural setting um, proper hiring procedures, training procedures, you get people out of college. It's like you, that's where training begins, you know, um, coming out of college with a marketing degree or a computer science degree, quite frankly, does not indicate that you're ready to be a, a true player at an agency. That's like, that's day one. So we've had to really develop and systematize our hiring practices. And we hire to our, um, to our vision, our our uh, purpose, our mission, and our core values of our company, and then get people right into training. And so a lot of this is developed over time, but, but really it's sort of under having, developing a structure that's scalable, a model that's scalable has been really, really important. And that's probably been the most difficult part for us was getting the right people and being able to grow it. A lot of times people are hitting that threshold when they're at 12, 10 or 12 uh, employees and all that. Maybe they've like started to maximize their marketing channels or the, you know, the leads or prospects that are coming in. And so they just are having more of a, uh, they're stifled by sales. Um, Really, it's about building the brand, building the culture, getting the word out there, getting a lot of referrals, a lot of the basics, you know, but just taking them seriously and um, and developing your brand. You know, people when people that know us, if you go out there and you talk to them, they they're they're going to have a, a warm spot in their heart about about get you wired at the bare minimum. They're going to think we're weird and sort of cool, you know. So anyway, I hope I answered your question, but uh that's sort of what's what's happened for us. Let's talk about capacity building for a second. You mentioned that you guys hire more based off of the company vision and uh, and culture and, and, and values and all that kind of stuff. But when you are at that 10 to 12 person, or even when you guys were at 20, I mean, were you were you driving the sales on the front end and then like hiring to backfill that capacity or were you guys building, you know, team capacity out first kind of ahead of the curve and then, you know, selling to that? I mean, I know it's a big question that folks are always wondering is, you know, do I spend time hiring or do I spend time generating the revenue? And sometimes when it's, you know, one owner, they aren't able to necessarily do two things at one time. So how, how did you guys navigate that? Sure. It's, we've really been blessed with demand. And so a lot of times what we were doing was catching up with the demand, the prospects, you know, that were uh, seeking our services. So over the years, we've not infrequently had waiting lists and things like that. So a lot of times it's like, wow, we need to hurry up and, and build another pod. Currently where we're at right now, we're, you know, Pre-hiring, as an example, uh, I think this month we just hired three more 
junior developers. So we're staying ahead of it and we're planning for growth in January and February. These people will be training all through the fall, probably not doing um, billable work until uh, early in the early in the new year. They they might do bits and pieces, but uh, we're staying ahead of that right now. Um, but you know, I, I'm not sure about the whole build it and they will come when it comes to marketing and <laughs> filling a book of business. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that to anybody, but um, it's, it's sort of a little bit of both. You got to have business to sort of intrigue you into, into scaling to a degree, but, um, but you know, it really quick, people always say, boy, Dobbin, it's a good problem to have that you're on a waiting list and all of that. And to me, it's a tragedy because mm. it's not just about revenue. It's not just about money coming into the business. It's about the missed opportunity of relationships and relationships is where everything is at. So many people I have met and been honored to work with have been one degree of separation from someone I was dying to work with. So you never know who's going to be the connector. You got to get in, build rapport and build friendships with these clients and amazing things happen. Now you're primary uh one of your primary uh roles at uh, at your agency is business development so what uh obviously you're driving quite a bit of business to uh, keep 43 plus people busy and to be continuing to hire new folks into that uh into that team you've mentioned relationships you've mentioned referrals uh you also mentioned that early on you guys were selling more kind of uh, some packages and a lot of hourly um what's what's working for you guys right now in the in business development what's driving kind of your 80 percent Sure. So uh, currently our, our retainer products are really high up on that list. So we have a agency retainer model that um, uh, that is an example. The pods that used to do hourly work um, would have approximately, you know, let's just say 36 to 40 active clients per pod uh, going at any given time. Uh, I've whittled it down to or we have whittled it down as a company to where each pod uh, only is allowed to have 11 to 12 clients at a time on a retainer model. And it's increased uh, attention to detail, relationships with clients, um, just the amount of creativity and focus that goes into each individual client has increased you know, many times over. And so that's um, a predominant uh, product or service that we're currently offering. And I also have several uh, vertical-based products that are um, pre-created strategies and campaigns and websites uh, based in Infusionsoft that are in different verticals uh, such as um, real estate, uh, CrossFit, um, fitness, uh, financial verticals and things like that. So we have um, pre-made systems that uh, get people into more advanced marketing and operational systems at a fraction of the cost of, of course, like hiring us to do it on a custom level. So those have been very, very successful. And when we talk about our success and the reselling of Infusionsoft, that ties hand in hand because when I develop systems that are around a platform, 
and then I'm selling it in a vertical type of situation, um, we wind up increasing sales. And that's gotten us a lot of, of uh, notoriety and, and praise from that ecosystem. You mentioned that your new hires, these new folks joining your pods, uh, might not be doing billable work for three to four months. I mean, I, I assume that's kind of what I just heard from you, uh, which as uh, somebody who owned an agency, that kind of makes me a little bit uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so you guys have, it sounds like a significant training program if you've got a junior dev who's not doing billable work for potentially months at a time. Uh, what's what's your your secret there in terms of how you guys get people operational and um, any any tips for our listeners? Sure. So, getting the proper hire. So we have a ten step hiring process to where we're really making sure beforehand um, that we're we say it a lot, we're hiring to mindset versus skill set because ultimately we can teach skills, but we can't really it's di- it's more difficult to reframe someone or get them into the proper state to fit into our our culture so hiring is crucial once we get people in they begin training um full stack we'll use developers as an example we have training for designers for copywriters for project managers for sales for everything but developers is is a huge core of our agency and really we get in and all of the new trainees are under a senior developer from our team that has a lot of experience and we just start putting them through a patented um not really patented but a time-tested training um agenda that really is designed to be around 90 days. So what we call when people are, are new hires, they're really a they're in an internship program for all practical purposes for 90 days. So it's also a lower pay scale, all of that. So I'm not getting hit up for full, you know, full WAP on 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 designer pay there. I mean developer pay, but they could potentially be working on projects within 30 days, depending on where they are in their training and, and how they're adapting and how well they're doing. But um, they will work with uh, with our project managers and get little jobs that will fit, you know, where they're at in their growth. So it, I don't it mean to imply that for everybody it's the same experience, but we do allow that 90 day training program to really get them in as a beginning junior level developer um, working on, on client projects. And generally those new hires are going into an hourly pod. So even though most of our work is retainer for return customers or people that need a small project or things that we need to, that don't fit going into a, a full blown retainer model, we need to have, some sort of service to where we can go back and help people and do smaller things. So they will go in there, have smaller projects, be able to work on and have the oversight of someone that's really seasoned and, and uh, you know, been working in this, these systems for years and, and can help them through it. It's been very successful. I know it sounds expensive um, and I guess all things are, are relative, but the, the, the thing is this, 
it, the expense up front is nothing compared to having a problem down the road or mm. going through all the training and firing someone or, you know, just the, the negative aspects of what can happen, putting the investment in the people and empowering them to be successful and giving them that training and taking the time that's needed and doing it right. It winds up saving you tons of money in the long run or not even the long run. I let's just say within the first year, the sure. first year it pays itself off. That's good. Um, you mentioned this uh, term pods and podding out. Uh, the team was a pivotal thing that you did to break through that that uh, kind of dozen person ceiling. Is that something that you just kind of heard of that concept from somewhere? Is there any kind of literature on how to create a pod based team if somebody were interested in taking uh, that approach to growing their agency? Well, not really. I mean, I think that uh, the leadership team, so I have two partners and, and I always, I, I love mentioning them, uh, Melissa Allen and Bobby Brown. So there's three owners of the company and um, Melissa Allen is the CEO of the company and I call her the queen of culture. So she is a dynamo and just an, an incredible individual and Bobby Brown was like the original developer and he is just a wizard at training developers and on the technology end of our company there's there's nobody better so we've been working together for gosh nine years now and we just we spend a lot of time working on the business and looking at models and looking at things that would work. I wouldn't say that we came up with the concept of potting. You can see it all over the place in different workplaces and industries, but um, it just really, at one point it made, it made sense, you know, to be able to break things down. There were no books. There's, you know, it's great that you provide incredible services out to agencies to help them grow and to get insights from other agency owners and all of that. But I'm here to say that I didn't have those types of resources or we didn't have those types of resources years ago. And, and a lot of information was really closed off to where now over, let's just say the last four or five years, like people are giving away great information and, and sharing out there. It wasn't quite the same. So um, a lot of the things that we learned were trial and trial and error, if you will, and, and at great expense and uh, not everything that we tried was a success, but, um, but the, the pod methodology uh, has really paid off. And, and I think it's still part of our plans for the, for the future of the company. Um, if I wanted to, another cool thing about it is if I wanted to open up in ge different ge geolocal regions, if I wanted to move across the country or internationally or whatever, it would be easier for me to, I can drop a pod anywhere. I, I don't want to, I mean, all the hiring, all the training location and everything, certainly there's all those logistical difficulties, but we've got it to where if I wanted to do that, we could expand our company out. We have no plans to do that. We're North Georgia based and there's, we're able to function out of there, but uh, yeah, the, the, the pod methodology has, has served us. And, and I don't know what the game is when you're, you know, a hundred strong or whatever, the, the, the structure probably changes at some point, not far beyond where we are, but um, 
uh, this, all I have is my experience, you know? We have some uh, lovely cabins in Colorado. Just just throwing that out there. Oh, right on. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and, and some great fly fishing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with fly fishing. So uh, uh, mountains, uh, mountains, cabins, and fly fishing and marketing um, – are a, a beautiful mix yeah if you guys are if you're if you're not looking at colorado for expanding the the cabin uh <laughs> web uh culture then uh uh yeah you guys should be doing that um this has been super interesting dobbin and uh i'm 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 ready to 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 jump on to our lightning round are you are you ready for lightning round yeah let's go for it all right what is the best advice you've ever received Wow, what is the best advice I've ever received? Um, let me. Okay, this is lightning, and I'm not moving with. <laughs> I'm not moving with lightning. You know, I, I think the best advice I've I've ever received is not to take myself too seriously, and that was a long time ago. You know, not not getting not getting too tied up in my ego, um, staying right sized and being accessible to all the people that I can be of service to, you know, that's, that's been, that's my formula. And someone actually did tell me that many, many years ago, I'm 52 years old, by the way. So I'm sort of an older guy, uh, in our, you know, in our company and all, but that's something I've carried with me. It's just, you know, you can take what you're doing seriously, but don't get too wrapped up in yourself. Don't get too wrapped up in your ego. Stay right sized. That's the best thing I've heard. It's great. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? My personal habits um, that has contributed to my success, I would say, um, so I've been a student of neuro-linguistic programming and also meditation and really working on my, just my mindset, how I connect with people and to be able to develop rapport at an expedited rate, be able to gain people's trust and be able to uh, communicate effectively with others has been like the key to everything for me professionally. It also ties into my personal life. So I've really worked on um, just, you know, keeping my energies right to where I'm warm, I'm inviting, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not putting people off that I'm someone that people would want to connect with and do things with. So that's been very, very valuable to me. That's great. I think any, any practice of mindfulness is time well spent. Amen. Uh, can you share an internet resource or a tool that you use that you think our listeners would find value in? Well, an internet recess resource or a tool that I find value in on a daily basis and how thousands of small business with is Infusionsoft itself. You know, um, if that's the type of internet tool that you're talking about, it's, my um, favorite software as a service product for uh, marketing, marketing automation, operational reporting. We use it for our company, you know, uh, all the way from when we were, you know, nine employees up to where we are right now. Uh, I would say 80% of what we do as a business uh, leverages that system and, uh, and it continues to be a huge part of our growth. We're also a 
Infusionsoft customers, so definitely can uh, vouch for that platform as being a, a good choice. Uh, probably one of the mistakes I made was not investing the time to understand it early enough, and uh, eventually we did. And uh, it's uh, it's been a, a very big part of our success, so very cool. What book would you recommend and why? Um, gosh, there's so many good books. I'm, a, I'm an avid reader. Um, you know, I've been, I've been sort of leaning more. I've, I, I used to read a lot of marketing books and a lot of business development books and things like that. But recently, um, I've been, uh, I've been really more into, uh, my, just my, my personal growth. And, uh, I recently, um, uh, read the book by Jamie wheel stealing fire. And, um, I thought that that was like an incredible read and like an incredible launch pad for a lot of interesting ideas and other reads. So when I recommend books, I don't just like recommending books that are, um, you know, oh, wow, here's a, here's a wealth of information. I think the best books are books that introduce you to like five or six other resources. And so, uh, these guys and what they're doing, um, with the, uh, flow genome and, and everything over there is, is really fascinating to me. So I've, I've been more interested in sort of mindset and, you know, my mental stability and growth and how I'm able to, you know, maintain a really effective state from moment to moment. And, and I just Googled that book and the subtitle is how Silicon Valley, the Navy SEALs and Maverick scientists are revolutionizing the way we live and work. Yeah, if that's yeah. not if that's not a, a, a compelling subheadline, I don't know what is right. Yeah, and so that's sort of a recent book. I read it a I don't know a few a few months ago, but I've I've still been been thinking about it. And also uh, Cialdini's uh, Persuasion, uh, I've uh, uh, have been uh, I, I read and, and have bounced back and forth to a few times. So anything that has to do with persuasion influence, I'm always just really intrigued by different people's methodologies and approaches to that. Excellent. Can you tell our audience how they can find out more about you and if there's anything you have to check out uh, for them? Sure, absolutely. So um, our website, if you want to check out the cabin punk culture of Get You Wired, uh, www.getyouwired.com. Um, uh, a lot of information on us. It's very easy to contact me. If if anybody listening would like to meet me, to reach out to me, if you're an agency owner and uh, I can be a service to you or you'd like to make a new friend, I'm very easy to find on social media, Dobbin Buck on Facebook. I'm all over the place if you Google me. And um, I like making new friends. And But check out the Get You Wired website. There's information on us. It's easy to get into our team. And uh, we're an open book and, and like to have new friends. So um, that's, uh, that's the best ways. Dobbin, thank you for hanging out with us on the Digital Agency Show. If you guys are listening, definitely go check out their company. Connect with Dobbin if, uh, if you guys think you could, could help out in any way. Um, it's been a great interview, and we really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us today. Oh, an absolute pleasure, Brent. Thank you so much for having me. This is uh, this has been a lot of fun, and uh, and I think what you're doing is absolutely incredible. I I, I wish um, I had had the resource of what you provide uh, uh, as as we were growing. So I'm going to be watching you more and more. 
Well, we appreciate that support. All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Tune in next week. We're really glad to have you guys here. And uh, until then, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now, it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call where we're going to dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show. 